Hey, Steve Dace here. Listeners of this show are very familiar with our good friend and resident prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, who is also host of the Conservative Review podcast. And the nicest thing I can say about it is it is the only other podcast in this business I make sure to try and listen to pretty much almost daily. That's how important and vital the work Daniel is doing happens to be. So since you may not be familiar with Daniel and his awesome podcast, we uploaded this episode. If you like it, please subscribe to Daniel's podcast, The Conservative Review, and be sure to rate and review. God bless. Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight for what matters in the way it matters and at the time it matters. If that is your goal, you have come to the right place. See our podcast here at Blaze Media. Daniel Horowitz back here today for Thursday, July 28th. And what a good time to be alive if you are a grifter, phony conservative commentator or Republican. What a bad time to be alive. If you are a patriot who actually wants to get things done, who actually wants to diagnose the problem, solve the problem, hold the people accountable, and truly restore our life, our liberty, and our property. And what we have today is just a nauseating barrage of conservative media. I can't even listen to it. And I know you come here because you want to hear something different. I could get up there and say... Biden recession, Biden inflation. See, it is a recession. He's saying it's not, but it really is. Vote Republican. Except all of these people are missing the point. There's a news story that is the most important news story of the day and is the antecedent to the recession and inflation. And it perfectly exemplifies where we are today, and what the Republican Party does. But conservative media will never talk about it. And before I get to talking about the bill that Mitch McConnell passed yesterday, which will grease the skids for the Build Back Better you know, centerpiece of the Biden presidency, I'm just going to cut to the chase and talk about the solution before the problem. Just right off the bat. A lot of people are like, well, well, well Daniel, what do you want us to do? Vote... You can't vote Democrat, and you're telling me the Republicans uh, may make it even worse. Well, well what, what do we do? And the answer is, it's not just about voting, but every day in between an election. The conservative news industry is bigger than it's ever been, okay? There's more noise, more vo- voices, more money behind it, frankly, than there's ever been. With Biden so unpopular, with the Democrats so unpopular, with their policies so unpopular and destructive, the majority of people are looking elsewhere. They want change. Okay? So there is a strong voice out there. If every one of these supposed conservatives that claim to be bothered by what's going on would hammer away at McConnell and the Republican senators... And then the, you know, local radio show hosts in those various states, trickle-down effect, would focus on the same thing, the issues, the people, and the way they matter, at the time they matter, on the issues that matter, on the legislation that matters. You would have an exponentially greater impact on pressuring them 
away from this. But instead, they screw us in broad daylight, but no one knows it's going on. They never feel the pressure. And instead, they're just like, look at Biden, look at the Democrats. And then after they commit the arson, Mitch McConnell dresses up as the firefighter and like, yeah, look at the Democrats, our inflation, recession. And then it just helps them. It helps grease the skids for the vicious cycle of GOP betrayal and perfidy. Now, I think it's a good segue from yesterday's show where we discussed more science. Today we're going to discuss more politics. But scientifically, we discussed the concept of why the so-called COVID vaccines, bioweapons, have negative efficacy, right? You know, something could work, it could not work. How could something be negative? And what we explained was with Dr. Paul Alexander, and we've done other shows on this, the concept of antibody-dependent disease enhancement, where you have a half-baked antibody that's not a good match. It's strong enough to bind to the virus, but it's not strong enough to neutralize. So rather than it being mildly effective or even zero efficacy, it results in negative efficacy because it binds to the thing and then but but that antibody becomes a trojan horse through which the pathogen locks on and then rather than it neutralizing it it goes back the other way and then it guides the virus through the body more efficiently with greater scope than it would have otherwise been able to accomplish on its own without those suboptimal trojan horse antibodies created by a leaky vaccine. And I'm here to tell you today that the Republican Party is the same way. I'm always struggling with trying to find for you guys a teachable moment to demonstrate how the Republican Party is indeed negative efficacy. It's not pale pastels, like the old way of thinking. Well, it's the lesser of two evils. They're not great, but they're better. No, you can't look upon it as distinct entities. They lock on and become one entity. It's not a math. This this you know this party is a hundred percent liberal. This one's eighty five percent liberal. It's it's an art. Politics is an art, and they work in concert with them to move the Overton window to pass what they couldn't otherwise pass, but all the while deflect blame on the Democrats and misdirect the focus, and that's how it gets worse and worse and worse. The GOP is strong enough to bind, but not strong enough to neutralize. In other words, in other words, they bind to the communism, thereby ensuring that you block out that slot that you would otherwise create to have, you know, your T-cells or lymphocytes, your good things, to fight the pathogen. And, and to continue that analogy to what we're talking about, it would be if you wouldn't have a Republican Party at this point misdirecting people and actually privately not just blocking the avenues to fight the communism, but expanding on the spending and growing government and growing the woke interests. But if you didn't have that, you would naturally have a true opposition come and neutralize what they're doing. The people are ready for that. What they do is they ensure that they bind to it, box out any other opposition, 
and then they guide them through. So there's three types of legislative dynamics when you're in the minority in the Senate, okay? There's your ability to pass pass a elective new things. You know, you want to pass something new that you think is good. Well, yeah, you're not going to have any leverage to do that when you're in the minority. Except Democrats do when they're in the minority because Republicans are Democrats. But if Republicans are the minority, that that you're not going to be able to do. Then there's the middle ground of a must-pass bill, like a budget, a CR, a debt ceiling, sometimes a farm bill, certain things that they consider must-pass. The Republicans, if you're in the minority, albeit you have more than 41 senators, and they have 50. Democrats have a very tenuous control, barely control. They really don't, technically. 50-50 Senate. So you need Republicans to actually help pass the must-pass bills. But no, we were told, no, no, but it's must-pass. We can't cause the chaos. So we have to give the Democrats what they want on budgets and NDAAs. And by the way, the Republican Republicans believe that when they're the majority as well. But what they're doing now is the third level is when the Democrats want to pass new spending government growth handouts to big tech cartel over and beyond what's in the budget bills. And that they're easily, you say, oh, Republicans are the minority. They'll easily, easily swat that down. No, they're voting for it. In fact, Republicans, when they had 41 senators in 2010, they fought more in the minority than the Republicans do today with 50. Everything, if you notice, more Ukrainian funding than Biden even wanted. They, they grew the NDAA for the woke and broke military an extra $52 billion. And last night, or yesterday, Mitch McConnell passed this Chips Plus, Chips and Salsa bill, as in semiconductor chips, bill that funds big tech and government science and tech agencies to the tune of $280 billion. They literally take the worst element that exemplifies why we are where we are today, and they fund it even more to continue doing more. And then to add insult to injury, McConnell promised to hold up this bill because he knew it was bipartisan and the Democrats really wanted it. And he had, you know, it turned out 17 Republicans, including McConnell, voted for it. But he said, I'm going to hold it up if you um, work with Joe Manchin to get a budget reconciliation bill to pass the build back better, you know, tax and spend handout to big green social engineering great reset bill. Okay, that, that's like the worst thing. That's what Republicans were always like. That was the bogeyman. So Republicans agree to pass everything else, but we're fighting the build back better. McConnell said he was going to use this as leverage. Remember, McConnell won't use a budget bill. He won't use the NDAA. He won't use anything else. So this was his only point of leverage. He went and voted for it, even though the bill got even worse from the time he said he would oppose it. Three hours later, Schumer cuts a deal with Manchin, who's a fraud. Republicans and conservative media championed him, which is bizarre, to pass the $700 billion Build Back Better bill with budget reconciliation. Right, That's the one budget process you can use once a year to pass something with 51 votes instead of 60 votes. That perfectly exemplifies the GOP. They agree to everything the Dems want, and then up until the final point, but even the final point is only done because they enabled it. 
and they would have never been able to get there on our own. That, my friends, is what the GOP did yesterday, and we're going to um, get into that in greater detail. First, our sponsor today, Patriot Mobile. Folks, the Republicans like funding those that hate us, and that's what they did last night, and we're going to get into this. Stop doing that in your personal life. Um, speaking of big tech, I mean, those behind 5G, those behind um, censoring and monitoring your text messages, T-Mobile, T-Mobile is, is may as well be Spy Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, ditch it and go with Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider. They have the same cell phone towers as everyone else. They utilize them. So you won't sacrifice coverage or quality. And in fact, you get 100% U.S.-based customer service. Um, yesterday, I was on the phone with City Cards. and was, I couldn't understand a word those people were saying. So they have a great customer service program. And most importantly, they love your values. They love the Constitution. They, they fight for the sanctity of life and actually fund a lot of um, you know lawsuits for, for life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. So go to patriotmobile.com slash CR or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code CR to get free activation. That's offer code CR. And if you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have a special discount just for you. Again, that's patriotmobile.com slash CR, patriotmobile.com slash CR, or call 972-PATRIOT. Come join our movement and make that switch today. So what did this bill do? It had a provision, $54 billion in five-year grants for manufacturing and designing of semiconductors and 5G wireless deployment, plus $24 billion in tax credits for semiconductor manufacturing facilities for the next few years. Then it has... Um, $102 billion for the National Science Foundation, the, the Department of Commerce and the National Institutes of Standards and Technology, um, which represents a $52 billion increase above Biden's existing budget. So Biden's existing budget, these are the bureaucrats that hate us, the National Science Foundation. You want to talk about transhumanism. You want to talk about COVID fascism. You want to talk about trust the science. They are taking Biden's record baseline funding budget bill and having a new elective bill that the Democrats didn't have coming to them and 17 Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, voted to increase all of that. Green energy, environmental science, all it's all in there. All, everything, it's not just the expense. Obviously, they all complain about inflation and then literally vote for every single Biden budget plus new things on top of that, and then complain Biden didn't spend enough on the NDAA, didn't spend enough on Ukraine. That's the GOP. But what's worse than the spending figures is what you're funding. So let's back up here to understand the perfidy of what the GOP just did. On the surface, they like to say, well, there's a ship shortage. So this we're fixing the supply chain. We're, we're funding uh, American companies to build ships. Okay, so... At its core, what's a two-minute summary of why we are in a living hell today? And not just the economic recession, but the spiritual recession and the human recession, the transhumanism. It's because we have the worst form of socialism. See, if you have just government control, so then, okay, you could always hope to one day buttress and build a private sector to rival it. But what if the government manipulates the private sector cooperates and partners with it, 
boxes out competition, creates monopolies that are large transnational corporations, but they're officially American because they're based in California, like in the case of Intel, which is the biggest recipient of this bill. And then they turn around, work with China, allow them to steal all the technology. Then they bring in Indian and Chinese workers, box out the American worker, build it there, build it here with Chinese workers, fund all the woke policies, fund all the big tech censorship, and then you have the whole 5G thing that's funded here. There's the Chinese privacy issue. There's the health issues. Nothing. Nothing was done here. Meaning at least if you're going to push corporate welfare for the biggest entities, at least get something in return. Get a commitment blocking Chinese, you know, that, that you have to build it here with American workers, okay? That you protect the supply chain. Um, you deal with the privacy issues. No, nothing. And by the way, Intel reported $79 billion in revenue last year, and we're literally giving them a corporate handout. But this is at its core what's wrong. The American companies aren't American anymore. And that's why we have to burn it down and change our policies. But if you just juice up, I'm saying, say, I'm going to fund American large corporations that are really Chinese, you're essentially funding the Chinese. Everything you hate about the status quo, they funded more. You're funding the supply chain crisis, not rectifying it. Okay, because the American companies already are flush with cash, and we have the problem. Why? Because they're bought out by China. Okay? Where do you think that money is going to go? And again, the, at its core, the reason we are where we are now is because we haven't had a free market for at least two generations. Because government has Sarbanes-Oxley and Dodd-Frank and Obamacare and, and all these sundry SEC, uh, SEC regulations, financial regulations. And what that does is it boxes out small companies. It creates a monopoly for large corporations. Okay? Creates a monopoly. And then, over the years, government continues to subsidize them because, oh, they're, they're, they're American icons and we rely upon them. So, that mentality, and we were doing that for a while, it culminated with COVID, where we literally shut down small business and then created an artificial need to utilize big business, but big business got bailout money too, so they double-dipped. And this thing funds that more. It's unbelievable. They won't even wait until the election. While they're in the minority, but they still have enough votes to block, you know, easily, because it's only 50-50. Democrats are far from 60 votes. They give them continuously legacy legislation. $280 billion. This is earth-shattering legislation. H.R. 4346, the Chips and Science Bill. Every Democrat except for Bernie Sanders voted for it. And um, But again, even if you believe in corporate welfare and picking winners and losers, at least have a provision so China can't steal our technology, that the jobs and supply chain remain here, and that the companies can't use that money to promote wokeness. 
address the oversight issues of privacy and health concerns with 5G rather than addressing the insane regulatory burden that has broken our domestic supply chains. This bill further incentivizes and invests in the current globalist system that sells out America to China. That's essentially what they did. Absent large-scale reforms, folks, if you just fund the supposed American corporations, tech giants, more, you're essentially funding China. And then you have the government agencies. National Science Foundation. It is unbelievable. This is what they're doing in the minority. When they're always more righteous. So, as I mentioned, this was a double whammy. This was a double whammy. Where, um... And again, this on top of the red flags, flirting with gay marriage, which they're going to do any day, and screwing us on the NDAA, which, by the way, has a terrible immigration provision in it, too. Um, But McConnell promised that he'll hold this up until Schumer commits to not doing budget reconciliation. Instead, he votes for it, votes for a worse version of it, and Schumer works with Manchin. And, and, And by the way, like this is the stupidity of the GOP was always like putting all their hopes into juicing up cinema and mansion. They were even running ads on their behalf. They are frauds. It, the GOP is a leftist party. So if there's any shred of moderation in a Democrat, you would join the Republican Party. It's not like the Republican Party is full of people like you and me. The fact that Joe Manchin, even in West Virginia, still refuses to change parties, it demonstrates what I've said all along. The guy's a fraud. The only reason why he flirts a little bit with dissenting from the party is just the minimal amount he needs to evince to his um, uh, constituency to hold the seat. This This is a place that not a single Democrat, not a single county has voted for a Democrat in a presidential election since 2004. And yet he's a leftist, whereas Republicans, even in the strongest Republican states, much less the weaker ones, are full-bore leftists as well. But instead of that, instead of begging Manchin to save us, they should have used their leverage. We will not cooperate with you on any other issue if you, if you make an end run around the filibuster. But instead, they cooperate with every last thing they want to do. Schumer literally was responsible for an attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice. And they they just work with him every day. And again, if you had conservative media focusing on this, Biden recession, Biden inflation, the wokeness, the corporations, the tech, the censorship, Republicans are funding all of this and more. I'm sick of this. So now Republicans are Mitch McConnell. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Today he was like, we're going to fight the Build Back Better you know, reconciliation bill with everything we have. He, what do you mean you're going to fight with everything you have? You gave away this leverage and you're giving them the NDEA. You're giving them the CR. You have, there's nothing left. They gave them the debt ceiling. They gave them everything the last year and a half. The, it's a fake fight. So now Kevin McCarthy is whipping against in the House. Again, not so much because they don't like the chips bill. It's just because this was the centerpiece of the Biden administration. He's like, you know, you can't allow that to happen. Um, you know, hopefully the squad leftists, I give them credit. They hate big business, not for the right reasons, just because they hate business. So some of them are 
true to their conviction that they'll they actually will vote against corporate welfare, kind of the Ilan Omar AOC types. So hopefully we'll get their votes and we could stop this thing. Um, but this is this is terrible. This is what Republicans did to you last night. And 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 yet all we're going to hear about is the Democrats. The Democrats. Imagine if all of their audiences, the entire Fox lineup, take a listen to the top 50 podcasts and conservative radio shows, and they would bang away at the senators that voted for this. Bang away at the legislation that matters. It would be a different country. And then extrapolate that to the 50 states, where Republicans in you know, 20 states have supermajority trifectas. Same thing happens there, too. If if conservative media would just wield its supposed influence over its own constituency to activate them and militarize them to hold Republicans on a short leash, most of this wouldn't happen. I, I, I can't listen to this Biden business. And that's also subversive, too, because you're actually helping them out. Biden's a straw man. Biden is not the issue. He's dead. They want to get rid of him. The issue is the Pfizer corporate welfare transhumanism globalist agenda that Republicans abide by and subscribe to. So they're just going to get a more articulate, smarter, fresher face to do that. Meaning if you don't fight, if you don't diagnose what the issue is, why we are in the economic, spiritual, and human recession we're in, what caused it, who's responsible, and how to get out of it, and how to use your leverage. And you just resort to, oh, it's the Biden recession, Biden inflation. They're going to get rid of him anyway. You're, you're just helping that, actually. It, it, it is just so short-sighted. I don't know who these people are. I can't even recognize them. They're pathetic. Strong enough to bind, but not strong enough to neutralize. That is the GOP. That is the GOP for you. And again, you know, this is why we have to combat power with power. In the past, I wasn't into Buy America legislation. I thought it altered the free market. And principally, I haven't changed on that. But the problem is because we never had a free market. You can't just come now and say, all right, we're just going to, you know... We're just going to allow um, you know, them to use all the monopolies government created to impose discrimination, box us out, box us out from economy, society, and you know, then obviously use it to, to engage in espionage or trade theft with China, crush our supply chains. You have to burn it down. We don't have a free market system. This is not a clean slate. So I have no problem at least leveraging, hey, you want this? Okay, well, here's the things. You can't have relations with China. The jobs must be here. They can't be H-1B. They have to be American citizens. Um, you, You can't fund. I tell exactly what you could fund, what you can't fund. Let, let, me, let me explain this a little bit further, the type of things we need to do uh, the, the Free Beacon had a very important article out um, on what we already seem to know 
from the lawsuit that the Attorney General of Louisiana and Missouri uh, uh, filed in Louisiana federal court against the Biden administration and Twitter that they're coordinating with Twitter and Facebook to censor Americans, literally violate First Amendment. And typically, typically conservatives would be like, well, you know, private sector could do what they want. But the thing is, it's, it's not. It's the government. It's all coming from the government. Okay? So th- this is from the Free, Free Beacon. CDC coordinated with social media companies and Google to censor users who express skepticism or criticism of COVID-19 vaccines, according to a trove of internal communications obtained by America First Legal and shared exclusively with the Washington Free Beacon. Over the course of at least six months, starting in December 2020, CDC officials regularly communicated with personnel at Twitter, Facebook, and Google over vaccine misinformation. At various times, CDC officials would flag specific posts by users or social media platforms, such as Twitter as example posts. In one email to a CDC staffer, a Twitter employee said he is looking forward to setting up regular chats with the agency. Other emails showed the scheduling of meetings with CDC over how best to police alleged misinformation. So when I was canned from Twitter, I guarantee you I was on a list. That is straight up the government censored me. That is fascism that's straight up the First Amendment. And many other people as well. And the GOP is just like floating around. So yes, I do support banning Twitter from ever banning someone. Oh, how could you do that, Daniel? Because... You have to oppose fascism with equal and opposing force. You can't have the boot of government cause fascism and work together with the private sector, box you out. You have to set that back to an equilibrium. I'm not going to create new regulations, but I'm going to propose things that flush garbage in, garbage out what government has done. Okay? Okay? Although many of the posts flagged by CDC contain false information about the COVID vaccines. Well, I don't know if this is free beacon editorializing here. Maybe they are. It's kind of a neocon website. The efforts to police misinformation also resulted in mistaken acts of censorship. Oh, mistaken acts. So it's okay if, you know, you like it, whatever. But um, anyway, I mean, we all know this. There is no way I wasn't on a list and they called it in. Because I, I remember the first time I was suspended for a week... I said, hey, there's someone I, you know, I, I just found out that's getting horrible treatment in Hopkins. And, it, it, you know, ha- they never ban something like that because it's not a specific piece of information. Like, how do you ban that? You know, people would complain about their treatment at a company or a hospital all the time. Hopkins probably called that in, called in the airstrike against me. So that's what they're doing. Right? There's this one email here. We have, an, we have a standing meeting between 12 and 1 Eastern time on Wednesday. Would a window there work for you? So they revealed in one email they had, they had a weekly Wednesday meeting midday with Twitter to discuss censorship. Okay? So I don't want to hear this garbage of the private sector. This is, this is the type of force it's going to take. And you see the Florida governor perfectly understand un- understands this. Um, you know, let me give you another example here. Jessica Rose, so she posted on her Substack that she got an interesting private email 
that reveals another very important point here. It was titled, Surveys to Monitor Vaccination Coverage Among Pregnant Women During 2022-2023 Influenza Season. It's a competitive procurement to find the best person for the job to help the CDC spy on pregnant women with regard to who's getting injected with what so that they can get more and more pregnant women injected. Um, ASIP, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, the American College of Nurse Midwives, and the American Academy of Family Physicians recommend that all pregnant women be vaccinated for influenza during the trimester of pregnancy, yada, yada. Um, and they complain in this in this uh, procurement document that vaccination coverage among pregnant women has not increased appreciably since 2009-2010. Prior studies have shown that a recommendation for vaccination by a healthcare provider is strongly associated with influenza vaccination among pregnant women. Extensive vaccination campaigns and outreach efforts have been conducted targeting OBGYN and other providers caring for pregnant women to emphasize their role in assuring their pregnant patients get vaccinated. Okay? So, and then they start pushing the COVID vaccines. So, folks, here's the deal. This is not a private sector. When you go everywhere... And it's vaccine all the time. Pediatrician, OBG, get it, get it, get it. That is not driven by science and medicine organically in a free market. Government controls all of healthcare now. Big Pharma calls it an airstrike to CDC. Government funds them, distributes them, markets them, absolves them of liability, then works with Twitter. So then, then all we have, we don't have anything legally or politically. All we have is our own speech. Oh, then they work with big tech to censor any any information and you come to your doctor, you better get this, you better get it. And now they recommend, and they're pushing this through uh, the AMA and all these associations to ban, basically kick people out of practices if you don't get the juice, okay? that is That is North Korea level fascism. So... If we go and propose that governors and legislatures start saying doctors are not allowed to discriminate against people who don't get a vaccine. I don't want to hear, Daniel, you can't tell the private sector what to do. First of all, in every other context, we do. Every other context, we have discrimination law, which is much less sensible and often violates science. So, for example... With monkeypox, exclusively it's being pushed by um, the sodomites. And yet they're making it very clear you cannot stigmatize them. Right? If someone were to say, I, you know, I don't want to have a gay person because, you know, they are a threat to me. Okay, that, that is much more rooted in science with monkeypox than someone not getting the COVID shot, which is negatively effective, right? But nonetheless, you'd, they'd have your head in three seconds. Lawsuits, it wouldn't get off the ground. You'd probably lose your board certification. So don't tell me, you know, you want to get rid of every anti-discrimination law? Then we could talk about that. But if we're going to have it, we're going to apply it evenly. That's number one. Number two is, at some point, you can't be like a doctrine person. 
it's not evolving. I'm the same person I always was. But you have to understand, because we didn't have a free market and we don't have health, free market healthcare, and you have the government manipulation, coercion, subsidization, marketing, exemption of liability, fascism, censorship, they violate every single word of every clause of the Constitution, and then we're boxed out and we have nowhere to turn. So you better believe if we obtain power, we're going to flush that with equal and opposing force. Don't give me free market. That's crap. By not doing anything, you're ensuring we don't have a free market. In order to push back to the equilibrium point, you need to push it back with the same force. They say you must get the vaccine. We're going to ban them from intimidating people and discriminating against people for not getting the thing. And again, it all gets back to liability. If you had judicial discovery, you subject them to liability, it's game over. This whole thing collapses. Again, something, and, and this is this is even before COVID. Primarily, this bulletin was about Tdap and um, flu shots. Again, if they were as safe and as, as effective as they say they are, why would you need to do this? What are they covering up? And again, I, I don't know that much. I haven't had time to really start peeling back the other vaccines. But what we do know about the flu shot is it's a respiratory virus. Vaccines never work for respiratory virus. And in fact, you run the risk of original antigenic sin. You run the risk of misfiring, of negative efficacy, of, of tamping down your T cells, uh, some of the aspects of your innate immunity. And there's literature backing up everything I've said. Um, in the mainstream, by the way, for many years, and people have ignored it. Just, just Google the efficacy of the flu shot for this past season. And yet, you'll have people kicked out of practices for not getting it. The point is, we're up against a lot more than anti-recession Biden, don't redefine it. I can't stand conservative media. Conservative media. I can't, I can't stand it. I, I, I just can't. It's ridiculous. Here's what we are up against. I want you to take a listen to this video of Noem, N-O-E-M. It's, it's one of these like crazy WEF type of transnational, transhuman organizations. The Saudi crown prince is on the board of it. Take a listen to this video of what they have in store for us um, with urbanization, how they want to stick people into tiny little areas to live. Um, this is I don't know when it, when it happened, but um, hat tip to Matt Walsh for putting this out on Twitter. For too long, humanity has existed within dysfunctional and polluted cities that ignore nature. Now, a revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to 9 million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. And we are designing it to provide a healthier, more sustainable quality of life. The line's communities are organized in three dimensions. Residents have access to all their daily needs within five-minute walk neighborhoods. And the line's infrastructure makes it possible to travel end-to-end -end in 20 minutes with no need for cars, resulting in zero carbon emissions. 
by leveraging AI technology, services are autonomous, saving you time and effort. Designed by world-leading architects, the line is 500 meters tall, 200 meters wide, 170 kilometers long, and housed within an elegant mirror glass facade. Intelligent solutions create efficiency and year-round temperate microclimate with natural ventilation. Energy and water supplies are 100% renewable. The line is designed as a series of unique communities, offering a wealth of amenities, providing equitable views and immediate access to the surrounding nature. With 40% of the world accessible within six hours, at the heart of the globe's key trade routes, a place for commerce and communities to thrive like nothing on earth seen before. The Line, the city that delivers new wonders for the world. So you got to look it up, N-O-E-M, or, or go to Matt Walsh's Twitter account. Um, that's where I found it. So you need to s- see the the picture of it, but you can imagine how creepy that is. It looks like one of those Sim City buildings, you know. And I know they've been talking about this for a long time, but again, it we didn't view it as a threat. Now, this is what they're all striving towards. You know, I hope next week to cover the farming stuff, the food, what's going on in Canada with Trudeau's rules, and obviously in the Netherlands, the media is covering it up, but the, the farmers are have a full-scale rebellion there. They are trying to take over everything. This is not funny. If we, we don't have time for 1972 politicking, uh, you guys the recession, you guys the Republican, like, except Republicans literally, even in the minority, do everything that created this. And then not only do they not do what it takes to combat it, but they make it worse every day while pretending to fight it. So therefore, it satiates the appetite of conservative voters because they think, oh, this is where, it, where it's at. Go vote Republican. But if we don't stop this within the next year or so, they will do this to us. They will take away your car. They will take away your food. They will take away your medicine. You won't be able to live. Now, you pay, in, the, in the past, we pictured this like you know thing of government having martial law. They come in and confiscate. They don't need to do that. They're not going to do that. It's this public-private sector partnership. Whoops, we just don't have – we have a crisis. We have a famine. We just don't have food. Sorry. We just don't have cars. Notice that. Whoops. There's another pandemic. Now there's monkeypox. Now there's avian flu. Oh, now we see a polio case. Oh, well. Here's what we're going to have to do. I don't understand how my colleagues in conservative media don't get it. If, If your talk show... If your columns, if your talking points, if your Twitter feed looks and sounds like it did pre-2020, you are just meaningless. You are worthless. Okay? And I believe everything I worked on my career was important and on the, on the ball. But this is what we're up against. Now, I want you to think about that video I just played. That is... Those are the type of entities with that type of mentality, that type of strategy, that type of end goal that Republicans just voted 
to hand $280 billion. When you hand those funding to the National Institutes of Standards and Technology and the National Science Foundation, you are literally funding those NGOs. When they talk about, in this bill that they just passed, um, basic energy sciences and environmental sciences, that's exactly what it is. It's everything they're doing with medical freedom, everything they're doing with cars, with, with fossil fuels, with ESG, and, you know, and, and, and this is the broader point coming back to what I started the show with. We are only in this position of the last element that Republicans fake fight because they not only didn't fake fight, but they actually agreed and often more enthusiastically to the nine steps before step 10 that gave them first and goal with unlimited tries. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine a team that, um, you know, you, you start out at one end of the field and, and, the, and the team just gets off the field and they just let them advance 99 yards. They have first and goal at the one-yard line. And you're like, damn, we need to fight this. Look at what they're, they're going to score you. Let's, let's, let's hold the line here, defensive line. Right? You did that. You did that. So it's not a matter of, oh, they like agree to nine out of ten things of the left. It's worse than that. They facilitate all ten that the other side would have never been able to get because someone would just say, we need a team on the field. And, and someone would have filled that vacuum. They bind to the enemy so no one else can. And then rather than neutralizing, they Trojan horse it through our country, our society, our economy, and then all the while yelling, look at the Democrats, look at Biden, look at inflation, look at recession. This is the stone cold truth, and anyone who is not talking about it turned them the hell off. I don't care about my own ratings. I care about the truth. Anything else is just subversive. So it's the same thing on energy. Republicans are pretty doggone united on behalf of drilling and you know, you know, oil refineries and, and natural gas complaining about Biden. But the reality is, you go to Texas and you have ECOT, which is their grid there, their, their, their energy grid. And we know they had the biggest failure in American history last year. And... A lot of people died. The costliest uh, blackout ever when they had that historic cold front, you know, because it's global warming, so you have historic cold. And then, you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, we need to look at the Democrats with their, with their eco stuff. Do you understand Texas has been under trifecta control since George W. Bush? It was under Republicans that they subverted their grid for solar and wind. Remember those T. Boone Pickens ads like 10 years ago? He wouldn't shut up about them, that, that filthy, one of, the, one of these filthy billionaires. He subverted that, and Republicans went along with that. Republicans funded all that. Republicans funded ethanol under Bush. The ethanol mandate started under Bush. Everywhere you look, there's not a single Democrat, social, licentious, fiscal, tyrannical policy that doesn't have its moorings in the Republican Party. Not one. And then they'll wait till the last tranche and get off the train. Oh, look at the Democrats, look at the Democrats, because they have to keep the fake fight 
going and keep the gravy train going to ensure that a real opposition doesn't arrive. It's different than just saying they're weak, they're almost as bad, but a little bit better. That's not what it is. It's a one-two step. It's a do-side-do with the corner. It's square dancing. They're square dancing with them every day. It's a game. <laughs> McConnell's like, you better not pay, you know, do reconciliation. I'm not going to pass your bill. Then he passed the bill. So she was like, all right, I'll do reconciliation. And then McConnell turns around and says, I'm going to fight your reconciliation. And, and all day, Fox News, they're going to have these people on, like, they'll, they'll have one dirtbag, phony conservative and Republican after another. Look at Biden's recession. Look at Biden's inflation. Biden, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> they're saying it's not a recession. It is a recession. And every one of those people are responsible for this. You know, Lindsey Graham will be, you know, spewing his intellectual monkeypox up people's rear ends uh, all day on Fox. And he he supported that bill. And then speaking of monkeypox, I mean, at any minute now, I don't even know when they're going to vote on this. I, I, I pray to God that that somehow they don't do it before the August break so we could have time to, you know, galvanize opposition. But they, they might pass the... Um, banning traditional marriage in red state bill anytime. What a way to respond to monkeypox. You know, I, I, if you want to know why we are where we are today, how such radical, destructive people could get so far and successful in implementation of their ideas, I'm here to tell you it's not natural. Naturally, with a real opposition, even a weak opposition... Even a timid, scared opposition. It could have never gone this far. The Republican Party and the conservative movement and Fox News and most of your favorite talk show hosts and, and certainly elected officials are subversive. That's the reality. They always focus on the wrong issues. You know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> De Democrats are actually proposing term limits for the Supreme Court, and Republicans are saying, look, look, they're limiting judicial power. Like, that's great. Let them. We should have done that ages ago. I'd limit it even more. The things that we should make a grand bargain on strategically, they don't. So anyway, this all comes back to this chips bill that they passed last night. Everyone's going to be talking about, look at the Biden spending, look at the Biden economy, look at the Biden inflation, look at the woke corporations. Republicans are funding it, expanding it, enabling it, and viciously blocking any effective strategy that would combat it. Again, why is it one after another every day that there's one governor talking about this? You know, DeSantis yesterday was making fun out of um, the military mandate with four shots and people get it anyway. Republicans will never talk like that. They'll never make fun out of Pfizer. But if you're going to, I'm just telling you, if you're going to have this mindset that private sector good, public sector bad, the private sector is to the public sector at this point in our history what the Republican Party is to the Democrat Party. It's part of the same uniparty. You have to blow up the system. You're not attacking capitalism. You're attacking venture socialism. If you, if you do what I'm saying. You have no other choice. You have to look at free market outcomes, conservative outcomes. Not the dogma and principle behind a particular action in a vacuum. 
Because I'm telling you, you will never, ever reset the great reset with that mindset. So the punchline is this all gets back to what conservatives could do. I'm kind of maxed out in terms of what I can do. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to spread the truth as much as I can, produce as much content and as many important issues as I can, and, and privately to try to work legislation in as many states as I can, the few primaries that are left. But the reality is, if everyone who says they're a conservative and has a much bigger platform than I do would do what I'm doing, you would have a different country. Because you would activate people against this. You would activate them. Republicans are only get a, able to get away with this two-faced game because we let them get away with it. Okay, it doesn't have to be this way. You know, it, could you imagine if all of conservative top voices got together at a convention and they, and they developed a plan to go full bore on one goal? Campaigning on... Ending immunity for the drug companies, for, for you know pharmaceuticals, for vaccines. If it's safe and effective, you should have no problem. You know, the reality is, back when, when it was passed, they were losing money. Now they have more cash than the oil and gas industry by, by a magnitude of five. They have endless subsidies, endless everything going for them. You need to even up the score. There is no justification for violating the Nuremberg Code and stifling the human ability to, to control their own body and air their own grievances against what has happened to them. I'm just telling you, it would blow it wide open. Instead, we'll have like Marjorie Taylor Greene and maybe Thomas Massey and whatever, they'll introduce a bill and it won't go anywhere. No one will ever talk about it. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, every day spent off message, not on the right message, is a day where you're scoring points for the other team. This just broad talk of Biden inflation, Biden recession is meaningless, subversive, coming from the people that have caused it, not properly identifying the source and the ailment, just one of the symptoms and a symptom they, by the way, caused. We're not going to rectify that. Again, there has never been a better time to be alive, to be a conservative commentator. This is awesome. Okay, there's a lot of fodder. You have a comatose Democrat president. They're unpopular. Um, I was about to say, you know, they're going to get crushed. Although, you know, the polls really are tightening. And Decision Desk, so far as predicting as of today, Democrats would maintain control of the Senate. And that's not surprising because it's not even like, okay, they're winning after destroying us because they have no narrative. They're not getting anywhere. It's not even like they're going to win anyway, and I don't care. But the reality is, it doesn't have to be this way. And I just want you guys to know. Um, just wanted to, man, we, we have a lot more. I spent a little bit more time than I wanted to on this. But there's one more point I wanted to mention with the censorship and this public-private partnership. Right now, government's working with social media to censor what you're saying. But we're one step away from the final step, which is really... Um, government working with social media to criminalize your speech. Meaning, if you say something they don't like, they'll just arrest you. Well, what do you mean, Daniel? Like in North Korea? No, how about the UK? I didn't even know this was going on. This was an article yesterday in the UK Daily Mail 
Female police officer 40 will stand trial for mocking George Floyd by sharing racially offensive WhatsApp messages. So I, I read down the article and I wanted to see, okay, so what's the crime? You know, what did they get her on? And I still can't figure that out. Um, the former officer will stand charged with three counts of sending grossly offensive messages in June of 2020. So, earlier this year, Jinx, who was the female officer, was accused of sending offensive messages under the Communications Act of 2003. See, I, I don't know what that British law is, along with another serving officer, James Watts, also of West Mercia Police. Watts was jailed for 20 weeks in May after he pleaded guilty to 10 counts of sending a grossly offensive or menacing message by a public communications network. He was found to have posted racist WhatsApp memes mocking the death of George Floyd. So I, if, if I'm reading this correctly, the crime is that you're a public official using a public like social media form. Like oh, It was like, let's say the that that police department's WhatsApp. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it was. So that's now a law. Now, mind you, I'm sure it's full of offensive things against people like us, but that's fine. Because you mocked George Floyd. That's a crime. Folks, that's a, we're, we're at the cusp of that happening in America. You look at the January 6th stuff. Dr. Simone Gold is starting a 60-day sentence in prison today. Literally a political persecution. By the way, another story connected to this. Yesterday, um, the last two officers involved in George Floyd's death are sentenced to prison. The Justice Department announced today that former Minneapolis police officer Tao Tao, or Theo Tao, 36, was sentenced to serve 42 months in prison, and former Minneapolis police officer J. Alexander Kung was sentenced to serve 36 months in prison for did not depriving George Floyd of his constitutional rights. It was insane enough that the original officer, Chauvin, assuming that was real, was sentenced. At best, that was a civil case, okay? Let's, let's be very clear here, because I know the phony conservative media is scared to touch this. But let's be clear. Had George Floyd been white, you would have never heard of this case. And I don't even know if there would have been a civil case, but certainly there wouldn't have been a criminal case, much less murder, murder too. 20-year sentence. But now it's the other guys that literally didn't do anything. They were under his control and they were just standing there. They're deprived Floyd of his rights to be free from a police officer's deliberate indifference to serious medical needs. What in the world? Folks, this is a lot more than an economic recession. We've faced recessions before. We've faced inflation before. But what we've never faced is this degree of tyranny, of deprival of the right to life, liberty, property, free speech. Are you kidding me? And what's interesting is you go to jail for allegedly depriving someone of their constitutional rights. Well, by that measure, every damn person in Congress and, and, and the executive branch belongs in jail for depriving us of our right to life, liberty, property, the right to breathe, the right to bodily autonomy. Are you kidding me? What happened to that? <clears throat> this is not a double standard. It's not hypocrisy. It's a hierarchy. It's fascism. Welcome to the Fourth Reich. 
and the Republicans are supportive of it. See, it's always the things that really matter that look the dirtiest and you don't want to touch them. And Republicans are like, oh, no, no, hang him, hang him. Because he's black, black, no, no, no. But I don't, I don't know Chauvin. We still don't even know all the details. It wasn't a fair trial. Whatever it was, we all know nobody would have been sentenced to 20 years in prison had that not been politicized. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. When they initiate something, they're not going to say, you can no longer own property. You can no longer have freedom of speech. You can no longer protest. We're going to arrest you and throw you in jail for political crimes, for saying the wrong things, or for coming into conflict with one of our chosen protected classes. They're not going to say that. But what they're going to do is they're going to initiate that action and break it into society and groom you to that new normal with a case that looks very sympathetic. Oh, look at all the January 6th, the violence. Do you want violence, insurrection? So everyone's like, no, I don't want to defend that. I mean, that looks terrible. You know, you know do you want to put uh, cops putting their ne- uh, knees on the neck for nine minutes? Um, you know, even though it's clear he didn't die from that and it's clear the pressure was not strong enough to have done that. Did not die from that. The autopsy was clear. The person who did that original autopsy is a top-notch guy. I'm not going to rehash that today. But that's what they do. And the Republicans, every time, they fall for it. They champion it. And then when the overreach starts, Republicans get a little leery. I don't know. But it's too late because you had already promoted it. That is the cycle of GOP betrayal and perfidy. Pass this on to everyone you know. This is a degree of political science. You could earn your PhD here at the Daniel Horowitz Advanced Courses. Uh, You will not hear this elsewhere, okay? You're going to hear the same garbage. The reason we are where we are today is the reason we're going to continue to be where we are. And just know it doesn't have to be this way. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.